0: Welcome back guys to another episode of FPL Backbenchers, I'm your host Somnath, how are you guys doing? Today I'm again joined by my co host Rona and Anjan.
1: Hi Somnath, hi Anjan, we are doing good, very excited about the pod this time, 24 hours early, so let's see how it goes this time.
2: Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. 24 hours early, that's very very true. true. Hi, Hi guys.
1: Much earlier, and I
0: think we had planned the pod even much earlier than this, so sorry, not, not everything
2: happen.
1: happens for the best.
0: So yeah. let's That's get like down,
1: straight down yeah. to business. You guys look and pumped, right? Had an amazing well, game they, week. I had a good game week, yes. Uh, but everyone had a good game week. So it's pretty... I think you, you can call it a pretty average game week uh, for everyone. But yes, not uh,
0: everybody had a great game week. I mean,
1: oh, for me... It's, it's, I, uh, I understand. Oh, but brilliant. it's okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm sure you're going to catch up in the rest of the 37 game weeks which are there.
0: Yeah, oddly um it's very unsettling. I'm not really that worried as I should be. Last year I was really, like really frustrated by this point, and I was like, how to catch up? This time I don't know how the Zen thing has happened, but oddly I'm like settled. Anyways, uh we will definitely get into get into that. Uh we'll look into our teams and our scores. Before that, uh I would just like to inform that uh all the stats that we have been taking in this particular podcast have all been taken from Fantasy Football Hub. If you guys haven't gotten the membership yet, please go for it. It's an amazing website, plus they have a beautiful app. So you can get your all-in-depth analysis for your players as well as teams and all. Okay, moving on straight away to the agenda for this particular Game Week. uh, Sorry, for this particular podcast. I'm still in the Game Week mode. Anyway... (laughs) Uh, I will just like to uh, summarize as to what we'll be covering in this particular podcast, right? So, we'll start away with our game week reviews, individual as in actual point of view as how our individual teams went. Post that, we'll be looking at the highlights of the particular game week where I will be highlighting certain key stats of the game week and what stood out for, for me particularly in every match. Uh, Post that, we are doing a section called Caught My Fancy, wherein uh, each of us will be discussing either a player or a team that actually caught our fancy and uh, would discuss it in a bit of elaboration, so that uh, probably they have a good fixture going forward and we can target those players or those teams as such. Uh, After which, we'll be going on to our Game Week 2 fixture predictions. Along with uh, our differential and team sheets for the game week. And then we'll be discussing our teams and transfers, right? Sounds good, guys?
1: Yeah, yeah. a lot of things to cover. So we should get started, I guess. Yeah.
0: So let the help begin. And <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> let's put up, up my team first. So as you guys see, I'm not one of those lucky centurions. There have been a lot going around in the community. I'm not one of them. Sorry, guys. Uh, I scored uh, 78 points this particular game week. And uh, notable mentions would be Trent getting me a clean sheet. Ben Rama uh, getting me a goal and assist. That is a pun that paid off. I'm really happy about that. King Salah doing the goods again. Game week one, once again. 17 pointer. Two to, uh, to assists and a goal. Uh, and... In forward department, uh, Tony had a blank, obviously. And Mikel Antonio, another guy I backed during the preseason season and for game week one, came good, although he missed a penalty, would have been a much higher score. But nonetheless, I'll take 13 points. Obviously, the glaring thing and the big uh, hole shape thing is Bruno not being there. I think that has been my
2: difference
0: in game week, uh, <laughs> setting me apart. I think if you add Bruno like especially? Bruno…
2: Bruno,
0: yeah. actually, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno, And Simikas' score to this, which was pretty much the template of Twitter, I would have touched 100 points, but unfortunately, I'm not there. Uh, I'm not that worried. I think I took a decision. I backed it. It did not work out. And uh, especially, I would like to tell uh, for the people who don't actually own Bruno, uh, don't feel b- bad about it. Getting uh, you took, did not take took Bruno for a particular reason, right? Don't panic. Think objectively and if you have to bring him back, uh, definitely do bring him back. Him scoring a hat trick up front for the first game week that you did not have, that's basically variance. That's plain unlucky. Nothing can be done. Nobody could have predicted that he would have scored a hat trick So, uh, that's about it. Moving on, I think uh, let's move on to the uh, glory guys. Uh, let's move on to Ronjay's team. Our first
1: century. Uh, before I go to my team, I did not uh, realize that you both you have both Benrama and Antonio. So I think good pick there. Uh, in uh, terms I, of my team, uh, I think I I had a team which is similar to Shomnath's. Uh, I captain Salah, but I do uh, you know I am I'm really sad about not captaining Bruno. Uh, uh, if if only there was hindsight and uh, Antonio. Do I do regret that. I never considered captaining Bruno. To be very honest, okay, uh, okay I then. will not lie here. But yes, okay. I do regret that because uh, because in the last part, if you remember, I d- did tell that Bruno uh, the match is going to be goal scoring, and uh-huh. that was the uh, you know feeling throughout the entire you know um, pre season. I did did feel that Man United and Liverpool, uh, sorry Leeds, is going to be goal scoring. So I should have backed myself there. Anyways. Uh, uh, maybe I'll correct. I'll be correcting my mistake this week. We'll see that later. <clears throat> I also had Antonio uh, who missed the penalty. I took Antonio over Ben Rama for exactly the reason that he takes penalties. But uh, he lost me seven points there. And my bench is like awesome. I have nine points on the bench from Saar and six points six points on the bench from Eiling. So sixteen. I lost 15 points there. But overall, I'm very uh, satisfied about my game week. The only thing which I'm not... I wish I'm a little... This uh, satisfied is that Dinier did not give me a clean sheet, uh, but apart from that, I'm mostly happy about my game What thing, about you? Thing for
0: me is like you bench Sar. That is the decision.
1: Yeah, I think uh, it it was between Dinier and Sar. Uh, Dinier had a home game against Southampton, who are really struggling, and that is the reason I thought let's go over De- let's go with Dinier over Saar. I have a similar choice to make this game week. Denis, are Eiling. I have to pick one of them. I'll talk about what my pick. Uh, I'm still confused about it, but I will talk about my pick in the later section. Um, I think now we should move on to our the highest scorer from amongst the three of us. Anjan, how do you feel? Tell us about your team.
2: Well, uh, I had a, a pretty similar team with. Uh, I had a, a pretty similar team with you guys. The only differential I feel that I had bought Antonio and. Menrama, Menrama, I had Bruno. I had Sala. So, so obvious, obvious things with it. So, uh, one more, one more addition was that I had Wilson in my team instead of, instead of Danny. Danny. So, uh, so uh, it was uh, like kind of similar kind of point. So everybody chipped in with some points. Point, so, so, so I scored well in, well in this week. Anyways, uh, anyways nothing to great talk great about right now. I think. <laughs>
1: I think most of the times we do not want to go for the template, but this time template did win over the non-template teams. So yeah, Yeah. good start for everyone. Casual Casual one. one. (laughs) Template rocks. (laughs)
2: rocks. (laughs) Uh, Just for the
0: record, I would like to mention, like, I am seriously happy that you guys had a really good start, right? Uh, I mean, it was made better for me. Considering I did not have a good start, I felt really good that you guys at least have a good start, right? It's good for (laughs) our credibility. Moving on. on. Let's move on to the highlights of this particular Firstly, the major highlight for me, and I think for everybody, is fans are back, dude. I mean, the atmosphere was absolutely shocking. And I felt like we were watching a completely different Premier League to what we have been experiencing for the past year. First of all, there was no staggered start and anything. And fans had a huge impact, I felt, to the fact that out of the 10 matches, 7 matches were won by the home team. The only exception being West Ham, Liverpool and Brighton. And I think all of those two teams are probably technically uh, superior to their opponents. So, there's nothing in that. So, France had a huge factor playing in that space. Especially if you look at how Brentford-Arsenal match went, it was probably an indication as to how my game week would go as well, seeing Arsenal being defeated. Uh, something I would not say I expected Arsenal uh, as a fan to lose the match. But, I mean, let's be honest, like, I mean, they were absolutely poor. In every aspect. Uh, interestingly, Arsenal had the highest number of shots in the game league of any team. They had 22 shots and this is their highest without scoring a goal. So what that tells me basically is uh, we are probably uh, lacking I would say experienced guys like Oba Lacazette or people like that wherein uh, you know we are not exactly finishing our chances. This is the first time that we have lost to a promoted team on the opening day since 1976. And the only highlight of the game week, uh, from an Arsenal perspective, was probably Smith He was like a uh, mockiness around the team. And Tierney going forward, I I understand people are impressed that Tierney was good. I personally felt that Tierney was not really that good defensively. His defensive duties were really lacking in that particular match. Chambers was lost. And there's more hell to come. I mean, uh, um, we are hearing that uh, Lacazette and Ava will not be present probably for the Chelsea game as well. Which is very weird because no reasons have been given. It's just that they are sick. What kind of sickness? Nothing has been mentioned. Is it COVID? Is it something else? Is this malaria? Melody. Melody. <laughs> <laughs> it malaria? Nothing. Malaria. It's very weird, right? So, uh, that's… W- Brentford, how, how do you uh, guys like Brentford? I mean, I was really impressed by Brentford, especially Mbuemo. I mean, he was on fire.
1: Before before I go to Brentford, I think the point to mention about Arsenal is that Arsenal have good players. Uh, there's no doubt about it. If, if you bring Lacazette and Aubameyang back into the team, they are world-class players, and they will, you know, add positivity to the team. What I what I feel Arsenal lacks is character. Like when you see when Bruno came to Man United, it, he changed the team like this because he got character. He he got an attitude. He got he got that attitude. He got that steel into the team, which Arsenal completely lacked. So that uh, that is the reason I think Arsenal are think, uh, in this position uh, at this for moment a
0: long time. I mean, it's, it's not just like it's been lacking of the, in the last yeah,
1: two it, matches. it is. It's true. It, it's yeah. true. But uh, somehow Arsenal have been, you know, managing Champions League spots, coming sixth, seventh. Uh, I don't think the team has a lot of ambition at this moment. Uh, they are happy coming fourth, fifth, sixth. So that is also one of the reasons. I mean, if you see they at Man United, they are coming
2: eight. They are coming,
1: they are coming eight year. for the last two seasons. Yeah, exactly. Because if, if even if you see Man United, who have not won a title for a decade now, uh, we do have a little bit of uh, ambition. And that is why we have spent a lot of money even. But I think that's lacking in Arsenal and, uh, you know,
2: Well, that uh, only,
1: only time, time we'll see. Uh,
0: by the uh, transfer window activity as well. I mean, uh, at the time of recording, I agree, Fabrizio has confirmed that uh, Odegaard has been signed. But... We have been especially slow. I mean, considering we don't have any Europe and Odegaard,
1: what, Odegaard was there last year. Uh, what did Arsenal do? I mean, it's yeah, a good it, addition, what? obviously. It's an obviously I think, good addition. Uh, considering but considering
0: the options that we are going forward with, I think Odegaard is the best out of them. He had a very good uh, pass conversion rate as well. the second to Diplona in the league, I think, last year. Easy,
2: uh, easy actually replacing, uh, easy actually replacing Ozil.
0: Nobody is replacing Ozil. I mean, Ozil was part of the last regime and uh, Arteta really never played along with him. The only time he won something, Ozil was there in the team. Uh, I think the bigger question is, uh, as a fan, uh, it's been almost two years considering he took over in the middle of a season and we got a full season and again game season. We as a fan still don't know what is the style of Arsenal. So, it's very hard to say that this player is replacing particularly this player. I think the manager himself is confused about what is his best eleven or what is his exact formation or play style that he wants to go with, which is why we as fans are very confused. We don't know Arsenal has any particular style. If it was to be a league where who can hold the position the highest, I think Arsenal would be coming second every season after Man City. But we have no clue with what to do after we have the possession. We are just passing around amongst ourselves and with no in, in finisher product. As Ronja said, we don't have that uh, I know, that spark, that killer instinct. So
1: OK, Shomrad, yeah, but, I understand this is cl- close to your heart, but this is turning out to be an Arsenal pod, which is not. Uh, let's yeah. go back to the agenda and uh, go ahead with fair. the rest of the points. <laughs> Yeah,
0: so after that, obviously the highlight of the game week, definitely needless to say, was Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba. Uh, They were absolutely on fire. Bruno Fernandes scored a hat-trick, Paul Pogba gave four assists. This is the third instance that has happened for Manchester United ever. A player scoring a hat-trick and uh, somebody scoring three or more assists. But but in saying that, uh, we have to keep in mind that what the XG that Man United had and the expected assist that Man United had was massively overperformed. In saying that it can be variance, it can be the player quality in that sense. But I think it was a article in Athletic written by Dan Sheldon. He says that Ralph Hasenhutl actually is happy with his squad after the players that have left because he feels that this particular squad, whoever the players are there, they are hungry to actually play for Southampton. Uh, Now, in saying that, uh, if I talk about Southampton, I think probably their centre-back pairing is one of the worst in the league. At least what they played against uh, Everton, right? So, uh, I mean, I'm speaking about Southampton. Purely because United is the uh, having the next fixture against Southampton, right? So uh, I think they are, they played Jack Stephens and Salisu, and Salisu was like absolutely horrendous, and even Jack Stephens. I think they need Benedict back. I do see Kyle Walker Peters coming into the team uh, for probably the next one. Adam Armstrong, how do you feel about Adam Armstrong, guys? I feel he is a good striker.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is a good striker. He is off to a good start as well. Uh, but the Premier League is a different uh, league altogether. I mean, it's, it's it's much tougher than the Championship, of course. So uh, it's time. On, only time will tell how successful he can be in the league. True. So I, I
0: think uh, he will be scoring some goals, but there is generally something lacking because uh, what Danny Ings provide. I think that cannot be covered just by Adam Armstrong and they especially did not actually invest that thing. I, there, there are rumours about uh, uh, Jim Burt Prowse also being targeted by some other clubs. I don't think he will be sold by Southampton in that sense, but then again, I pretty much should be a good fixture for United coming forward. Uh, moving on, uh, Chelsea have uh, absolutely dominant. I mean, like they just laid down the marker that they are the title contenders. Uh, absolutely new My particular.
1: favorite for the title.
0: Yeah, uh, and mind uh, that Romelu Lukaku has to be added on to that particular squad. I mean, they were just like brilliant. I mean, they had, they did not let much chances. They had an HGP of I think 0. 0.4 and uh, so, they were dominant all around. I mean, they did not look at any point that they were disturbed by Palace in any way. I think that is also due to the fact that Palace themselves are a growing squad and uh, they are not fully established under Vieira as of now. He himself stated after the post-match conference that they he feels that they, they still need new players in the window. Probably they will be signing. So, yeah. you'll be the definite serious contenders, right? And they have absolutely dominated. and uh, Yeah, absolutely. A uh, certain Marcus Alonso also scored from a PT. So Mr. The Anjan is very happy. He's already grinning from year to year. Moving on, uh, the match was uh, Everton versus Southampton in that sense. I think we have already spoken about Southampton in that sense. Everton, uh, this is, uh, mind you, this is Rafa Benitez's Everton. The atmosphere in general could have been very hostile considering uh, it was the played in Merseyside side and Rafa having managed. Um, Liverpool in the past uh, it would have could have turned into something, but uh, we got to see a new uh, kind of Everton under Rafa Benitez in the sense that uh, there were 17 crosses in the match that happened, and Everton last year as an average had uh, on an average a match they used to be doing 12 crosses in a match, so it seems like that is something that Rafa probably has been working on in the summer. Um bringing them, I mean all the players, be it Demarek Ray, be it uh, Townsend, be it Digney, be it Richarlison, everybody was just crossing into the box. They were like, you have the ball, just cross into the box. Which I feel in turn, if somebody is thinking about DCL, uh, is an excellent option because with that number of crosses, I mean, some are bound to go in. I mean, as that happened in the weekend eventually, right? So I think uh, going forward, DCL would be, and I mean, especially DCL himself uh, looks really pumped and excited. I mean, especially after, if you have heard his post-match thing, that it uh, seeing the crowd, he felt like it was his debut again. And he said that this particular goal matters more than any other goal. I think they will be doing well. One thing to keep in mind regarding Everton, I mean, I understand Richarlison performed really well. And he was uh, ever-present, kind of. But uh, something to keep in mind, he has had one of the longest pre-season, uh, in the sense that he was part of the Copa America team, uh, in the Copa America for Brazil team, and as well as he played for Olympics. So if you, if anybody wants to punt on Richard uh, Richarlison, I think this is the time before he eventually gets tired because that's how his trajectory moves. I mean, he will get tired. So if you have to take a punt, I mean, definitely you can go ahead with that fight. right. Right. Uh, moving on. Uh, I think uh, the next match was um, Leicester against... Oh, I think we lost on it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah.
0: yeah, anyways. Uh, probably. Let's see, he'll join us back. Uh, the next match was Leicester against... Uh, I think uh, the match was against Wolves. Uh, generally, I was not that impressed with Leicester, to be very honest. I mean, although they won, they had... I think Bulls had more shots uh, than Leicester in that particular match and uh, Leicester, the kind of style that they play, wherein they are playing away from the back, I mean, they are trying to build from the back. I don't think Daniel Amate is a very good option for that because he cannot do that. So
2: He won't be playing more? I,
0: I don't. I obviously I don't see him continuing. Even though they got the team key. Uh, obviously they have bought Westergaard for that exact same yeah. purpose. And I, he will be. Uh, I mean, I think the style that they want to play is they want to play with a high block, right? So that can block. I felt in somehow and. The only time he actually came alive was when they switched to the 3-5-2 formation. Uh, he was there. But I think uh, in a three-five-two formation, probably Iyanacho, uh, Kelechi ENACHO would be much more preferred. So, I'm not really uh, convinced by Leicester in that sense, but uh, definitely there's are something to be seen. They are definitely a work in progress. Moving on to, I think uh, this was... One of the best match of the game weeks. It was uh, Watford against Villa. What an Arsenal year for Watford. And uh, They just took Villa off guard. I mean, uh, I Sar was sensational, and Dennis. I mean, five million for a Arsenal forward. He was sensational. I mean, they just uh, rampaged, especially the left side of Aston Villa. I mean, Target had to be substituted. And really, God of God, I think uh, they are really, somehow, weirdly enough, they are missing a good midfield. Because uh, uh, Nakamba is not really just cutting it. Marvelous Nakamba is not good enough, I feel, for this Villa team. So, uh, I think Douglas Lewis was absent due to him coming late after Olympic. He should be coming back and they should be a much more resilient side in that sense. But... It does look like they are, you know, they need a time to jump. Uh, Bailey, especially, I think, looked really good after coming on, uh, once he came on as a sub. Buendia, generally, my first impression was he was a bit slow on the ball. He was not passing it really fast. He was not doing the transition. Where he really good. He seemed a bit lost. Danny Ings, as predicted, I mean, he would take time to gel in the team. Uh, the penalty was good, but apart from that, he really did not do much. I think they are missing Watkins as well because Watkins is a very dominant player who can uh, really do that pressing up front very high because they did not cover or they did not recover the possession as much as they would have liked in the final third. So Watkins is somebody who is really good at that. I think uh, there will be a stark improvement in performance once back into the team. Moving on, uh, well, uh, the one and only, I think uh, at this point we can actually, and he is the king of game week one, Mohamed Salah. He absolutely, and he and Liverpool, I think there's not much to talk. Liverpool did exactly what they had to do. Their front four did. Everybody played exactly as they had to do. Barring everybody, I mean, barring Mane, everybody else scored as well, some point or the other. And Salah was simply sensational, putting rest to all the doubts that he had a bad pre-season and he had a poor pre-season not doing much. This is, I think, the fifth state season he has scored in Game Week 1. No other player has done that. And they do look like a good set unit. Definitely another one of the title contenders. Right? Another impressive
1: team of the
2: Game week
0: as predicted, was West Ham. Hammers was absolutely sensational, and uh, I would not talk much about Hammers because we have a section on West Ham going forward, uh, which Rona will be, uh, you know, covering up. But they absolutely dominated stats in every field, and they were just fantastic Final match of the game, team, uh, was uh, Spurs versus Man City. Match had. Focus for a many different reasons, many weird reasons uh, outside of the field, but eventual result was as has been the case with Pep Guardiola, City uh, Spurs beat them again. I mean, I see he's one of the they yeah, are one of the boggy teams for him. He has been beaten by Spurs more than he has been beaten by Real Madrid in his stint as Barcelona manager. Son once again, he um, is one of his favorite opponents. The opponent seems like Man City, he scored again. Right, and we will be looking at both Man City and Spurs in depth going forward in the further segment. So, uh, that's about uh, I think the highlights of the game week. Anything I'm missing? Oh, I think I'm missing uh, probably uh, Burnley and Brighton. Uh, Brighton, not much to talk about Uh, there. Not much to talk about. Brighton were as usual, they are poor. I think I will be. Old enough to stay, I think they might be one of the teams that will go down this year. Um,
2: actually, actually, uh, actually I need to speak something. Uh, uh Brighton, Brighton considered, considered, considered three big chances and four, four, four shots four 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 three four three three inside the box against yeah. me and Tarkovsky, with an a like XGC of 1.08. To these. To this, two tiers, two tiers only. So, so oh, like, like...
0: Exactly. Burnley uh, Like how it's predictable. I mean, they did what exactly they do. They Their only threat was from set-piece. Apart from this, I don't think Burnley had any idea as to what to do what. Brighton eventually won because they have a very smart manager. And he made good substitutions. And eventually, I mean, since they are technically much superior than Burnley, they won. I mean, nothing much to speak about in that sense, I
2: think. Yeah.
0: That's about it, guys. For highlight of the game week, I mean, uh, it was we
2: good.
0: Up. Moving on, I mean, let's move on to our next agenda, which is caught my fancy, and yeah. I think we will start with you, Anjan. Yeah, uh, you are covering Manchester City for us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, City. Uh, talking about uh, Man City, they didn't play that very well. They were like a uh, slow starter, edge vision. They have been doing it for a long period of time. They uh, they like always start slowly. And looking to the stats, uh, they had like 18 short, which was joint third. Short in the box was 11, which was again joint third. Big chances was 3, which was joint second. XG was 1.8. And like... Uh, If you go like they are like odds, they are like odds of two five and five goals. It's like fifty nine percent for the for the next game week. So I feel their players should come in our mind because they are playing Norwich obviously. And like uh, I have done a fair. Comparison, Comparison between players. three players it's a grillish Maharaj and Torres. They uh, had XG of 0.26, 0.32, 0.47. Shot in the box were 3 1 2. Uh, shot on target were 1 0 1. Penalty box touches were 8, 4 and 6. The final third pass uh, it was 24 for Grealish, 16 for and eight foot Ferran Torres. Ferran Torres. So I feel, so I feel like, really should be more like a uh, assistant. assistant. More than a uh, uh, scoring so, goal yeah. scorer. Yeah. So, mm, basically, basically, basically their steps are not like like, uh, very good to show right now, but, but again, they against played against Spurs. Spurs. It, was it was their first, game. Game. It was it was their first game. game, it was not their first level, also. I feel their backline three of their backline would change in the next game. KDB is fit now, he might not play the entire full match, but he's fit to start it at, at least. So, I feel they would around score around 3-4 goals again. Anything to add, guys?
0: I think... Um, no. Yeah, I think no. what uh, what uh, Anjan wanted to say is, like it's not all doom and gloom as people have been perceiving since City lost two Spurs. Uh, it will not be a drastic improvement as well. I mean, this is not something new that we are seeing from City, right? I mean, City started really slow last season as well. And eventually, they came up to the point where they were 14th in the league at one point of time, going on to win the league from there and absolutely dominating the last few months of the Premier League. So, they generally have been a bit of a slow starter. Uh, This is not something paradigm-shifting happening that how could City lose. Uh, I think that uh, loss will be turned into a victory against Norwich. And considering the quality of the opponent and the difference between Norwich and Spurs, the improvement might seem uh, really drastic, but I think City will be gradually coming into their groove because yeah. they have uh, a... I think,
1: I think in game week two, Norwich is the main point. Norwich was not very good against Liverpool, even even at their home. So this being an away game uh, makes Man City really, really favourites for, uh, for the game. And uh, it just might kickstart their season. So, hopefully it doesn't, but I think that is what is going to happen.
0: Uh, yes yeah, i mean on, uh, i mean i don't know how the score lines will be the score line might platter as to how city are performing it might be looking that city are back to how they are but i i generally feel that there is nothing to worry about there as well and there is nothing to be you know overly committed as far as our assets in fpl team goes because against norwich the results might be spiked but city will gradually and generally grow into it. As per as what he was saying regarding Grealish, stats uh, definitely support that he will be uh, somebody who is ever-present as per the assist and everything. What was really heartening to see as well was Grealish was getting into the box a lot, which uh, tells me that he will be in a kind of a role wherein you know he will be in part of a goal-scoring position and there will be goal involvement. Right? Anyways, I think uh, that's all about City. If anybody else has to add anything or not,
2: no, I think
1: one of the players to look out for is definitely Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, his ownership right now is very low, and anyone yes. who has him uh, will definitely stand in a chance. That will definitely spike points. It
2: is sure that he'll be. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, they don't have him for Norwich. Norwich game, I don't have him, uh, and that is in. He he is definitely one of the players. I hope doesn't score too many points in this game. Let's see if he starts or not. I hope. I think he'll start. I, Hey,
0: with moving on, I think uh, you would be covering West Ham for us extensively.
1: Yeah, I, uh, West Ham really caught my eye. Uh, I've been, I had been fancying West Ham even before the game week started. Uh, they had good round of fixtures, and okay. uh, and I was very surprised that they started very slowly against Newcastle, but uh, then they came back, scored uh, to score the goals, won the game, and I and I think they thoroughly deserved it. In terms of the usual involvements, uh, Antonio and Benrama were already there. But even Fornals uh, played very good. I think most of uh, West Ham's attack came through the, through, uh, the left side as well as uh, the mid side. And uh, even Fornals was on the right, was cutting inside towards uh, the central. So I think all these players uh, will be uh, you know will again score good points in this game uh, leicester west ham is so, should be a cracking game i uh, definitely one of the games to see in this game week um, i think west ham even had the highest xg in this ga- in this game week around 3 uh, more than 3.5 yeah yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. it was like and, more than
1: 3 uh, more than it's 3 uh, it's around 3.78 and the, the, yeah, the, it's the a, yeah. assist was also around 2.6 so West Ham were, the attacking players in for West Ham were, you know, totally informed, totally doing the business on that day. Creswell and Kufal are already always, uh, you know, good. Creswell even scored a goal. And Kufal, even though he did not have anything to show for, but he had a lot of uh, crosses uh, from his usual position. So I, again, fancy West Ham. I do not know who's going to win the game because Leicester are equally a uh, uh, strong candidate. But uh, with West Ham's... Good fixtures uh, run coming up. I really do fancy them, so that is the reason I have chosen West Ham as my team to fancy uh, in, uh, for this Who game. Is
0: plus, I, might I just add. I mean,
2: sure, Creswell is absolutely class.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> some somewhere after the game week, I, I I was thinking, should I have chosen Creswell over Digne? But again, hindsight. Uh, Six points or what? Six points lost there. But I never really considered him, so I can't really say that. So which team are you uh, covering, Shomnath? I think it's...
0: uh, I would be covering uh, Tottenham. Uh, But before that, uh, regarding... The favorite
1: team. Um,
0: Before that, I would like to add regarding West Ham. uh, What you said, absolutely true. Uh, the fact that they conceded two goals, I feel a bit of that is down to probably Suchek. Uh, he was not as apt at doing his defensive He was more, yeah. probably more towards the attacking mode, uh, which is why probably there was a variance. I don't see them continuing their back four as well. I mean, I think they will be eventually, based on their opponents, they will be moving forward. And definitely, I agree with you, they have nice fixtures. And as I said, uh, pre-season as well, I mean, they will be going for it because this is their first season in Europe and it's a hard thing to manage. So, from the get-go, they will like to get as many points on the board as possible once before the European campaign starts. Moving on, uh, I I mean, Spurs really caught my fancy for two reasons. Uh, one is, there's a lot, of, a lot of talk in the community after the Sun goal, whether to go switch for Sun or not, I mean... Because he, whether Harry Kane stays in the club and plays as a forward or he does not, either way, Sun is a very good um, asset to own in FPL. If he, he is probably, if not the best finisher, he is one of the best finishers in the league by far. There is no doubt about that. Uh, moving on as well, I mean, Spurs have really good fixtures. They have Bulls away, uh, then Watford home, then Crystal Palace away. Followed, obviously, by Chelsea home, which is a difficult fixture. Arsenal away, I don't feel it's uh, actually that difficult a fixture. As of now, at least I feel that. Uh, So they have a good run of fixture coming up, uh, followed by Aston Villa home. Uh, Many people are considering Spurs, so I wanted to take a closer look at them. Uh, Stats-wise, they had an expected goal of 0.81 in this particular game week. Uh, Expected assist of 0.63, they just created one big chance, I think that was uh, the one that did not was not able to convert. Uh, They had 13 shots, of which on target were 2, and most of the shots were from outside the box. Uh, There were 5 shots in the box actually. So what basically this tells me is, uh, they had set up, I mean if you see how they played against City, was had kind of set up exactly like how Chelsea had set up in the Champions League final wherein uh, they were playing essentially with three wingers up front. None of them are a genuine striker. They are all wingers. But he was playing all, I mean, Nuno was playing all the three attackers centrally and he had narrowed down the center part of the uh, field wherein it became like Man City had to cross a lot and stuff were not happening. And eventually, I mean, uh, I think uh, what you missed out on uh, pointing out regarding City was Benjamin Mendy was really bad. He yeah. was not doing anything at all. Defensively,
1: Defensively
0: was, at least. he was not doing anything. He was not properly attacking as well because that was also left to Raheem Sterling. Uh, Cancelo was much better. It was a different system because we, what we have seen from City in the past is City have a forward, I mean, one wing back that bombs forward and one wing back that kind of stays in the midfield area, like Kyle Walker. Uh, none of them were actually doing that. So eventually they cancelled out each other. Both, I think, Spurs had set a team entirely to counter attack. Uh, I even looked at stats closely for uh, the front three that is, uh, Sun, Lucas Mora, and Bergwine. Sun had an expected goal of 0.21. Lucas Moura of 0.09, which is I mean nothing. Bergwijn actually had the highest expected goal, which is 0.46. Uh, their non-penalty xG plus uh, assist was 0.32 for Sun. Moura had 0.3, Bergwijn had 0.62. I mean shots for 533. Shot on target Sun did not have any. Fault. I mean shot on target barring the one that he scored on. Uh, obviously, this is wrong. But what I want to say is especially like many people had this uh, I think uh, even, Ronit, you uh, in your game week 1 season team you had the option of Delhi Ali, right? And there was a new Delhi Ali that we got to see in this particular match.
1: You expecting that.
0: Might be it is due to um, match the opponent but this new was a <clears throat> who was Completely defensive. He had not one single offensive stat to his name. No. Or, or, or he
1: was playing for a manager who actually believes in him.
0: Probably, but uh, this has, I mean, considering he did not even have a shot, this has happened the second time in his career for us ever. So it's very weird. I mean, he was in a defensive role wherein he was flanking on one side of Skip and Heuerberg was on the other side, and he was absolutely like offensive like anything. Uh Might be that is something that might change going forward uh, as based on opponent. That is something that has to be seen. But right as of now, uh, uh, Delhi Ali does, doesn't seem an FPL option at all.
1: Tan, I think teams, see. I think teams do play differently against City. Um, yeah, but that uh, that
0: is something that we might have to see because uh, I mean it's a very small sample data right now to be predicting anything from the small stack. Uh, we will have a much clearer idea once you know. The, the reason which,
1: what I'm the reason why I'm saying this is because Nuno uh, likes to play attacking football, and I'm expecting no different, nothing different from him uh, when he joins Spurs. I, so I do expect Spurs to play attacking football, which is their strength, and Dede Ali is truly a gifted player. Um, it I I truly believe that since it was City, they. Had that system, which… uh which, might, know, might have
0: system. I mean, if Kane stays back and he plays up top and uh, if he eventually is playing a 4 2 one we might see Delieli again in the hole in the number 10 position and Sun planking Exactly. In the yeah, that might happen. So, as I said, I mean, it's a very really small sample to go by. I'm just stating what I saw from the particular match. And going forward, uh, Spurs defensively, they did not convince me as much because, as obviously was pointed out by Anguini from the stat that City had, it's just that they could not come back. They had a really high FTC of 1.79. Uh, their expected clean sheet was 0.15. I mean, it's a surprise. It's a miracle actually that they kept a clean sheet. But in saying that, uh, uh, Romero did not start the match and he came on later on. Uh, he looks to be a good defender. And he had a very
2: good match, actually.
0: Skip. Skip was sensational, man. I I mean, it's uh, really a surprise that this guy we never saw under Mourinho, but he was exceptional.
2: Uh, he, he had a very really good.
0: Match. He had a very good match. Uh, person who did not actually have a very good match, who I felt was Tanganga, and uh, he he was basically kicking the shit out of uh, Sterling, Elish,
1: everybody. I don't know why he wasn't running for that. And that was his job for the day. I think he did pretty well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, I was listening to uh, the FML, FPL guys and uh, I they were stating that, you know, had Tanganga got a card in the first 10-15 minutes, I think the complexion of the match would have been much different because the way he was yeah. playing, uh, I don't know. It, 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 I do agree to that. I mean, had the card been there for him earlier, probably the match would have been a bit different. But anyways, uh, <laughs> moving on, that's, that's not something in our hands. Uh, as I was saying, uh, centre-back pairing, as of now, it looks like it would be Eric Dyer, but it's hard to say who will be exactly uh, pairing up. I think uh, Ray, Regulion is the only assured defender and Lloris is. Obviously, assured being the captain of the team. These are the two uh, players who are assured as of right now in defence. If anybody is thinking of investing in the defence as well. Uh, on I think, is a good option. Uh, he is good going forward. And uh, I think we might have a mention of him later in the pod as well. Uh, but anyways, so that's about Spurs. Uh, I do think they are a good option. But considering it, it was City, everything was a bit spiked. So let's see how they settle into the next match. Right? And it's also against Nuno's old team. One thing to keep in mind about Spurs, though, uh, for anybody thinking about investing, they have a midweek match, the, I think the Europa Conference, Europa League,
1: Conference, uh, Conference in Portugal. Portugal. In Portugal.
0: Yeah, in Portugal. have to travel to Portugal and then they have a match on Sunday. And then again, the next midweek, they have the second leg of the match. So there might that be, should uh, be a
2: home, home match.
0: Yeah. So there might be a fatigue factor. Uh, hurricane Rotation Hurricane.
2: No. no, Hurricane Hurricane isn't traveling actually.
0: Huh, that's what I was tra- about to mention. That Hurricane hasn't traveled with the squad. Uh, hmm. I don't think they have that extensive a squad to rotate that much. So there are certain players that will be there. So just be wary about that factor. About I mean, if you're thinking about bringing, a I don't think team,
1: they'll rotate i didn't yeah. think that they'll yeah. rotate they they will want to keep their form up after winning yeah. against city they wouldn't want to go and win uh, lose against wolves yeah. and uh, midweek matches are pretty common these days um, traveling to portugal and coming back and playing another game week is just uh, just another day in a footballers life i do not think that will matter much at, at least in this oh, day yeah. and age after spending so much of rest uh, yeah. you know, last yeah. month
0: but I mean, what I was suggesting is like, you know, just be cautious about that. If somebody is bringing, I mean, ideally, if I am bringing a Spurs asset, I would like to wait till that match. Because although this Spurs team has there to... There might, to might
2: be match, an... Okay, okay just okay. Just, uh, just, like, just like... Wait, for the, wait for the match. There might be an injury, injury also. You never, you never know. know.
0: That's what I was suggesting. Uh, plus, this uh, European thing is something that is new for Nuno, how he manages that. So that will be something interesting to see, just something to keep in mind, right? Anyways, moving on, I think uh, we have covered extensively Spurs, Pan City and West Ham for anybody that is looking to invest into them, right? Uh, looking ahead, I mean, uh, well, it's Game Week 2 and that, as they say, you know, it's the hope that keeps everybody alive. I mean, hopefully it is the hope that is keeping me alive that will be a good Game Week for me. So, uh, let's get into game week two, guys. Uh, Let's bring up the picture. I think it's there already on the screen.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: So, first match right up front is a big match. It's Liverpool versus Burnley, right? So, Anjan, how do you see this match going forward?
2: I feel it would be a a three-nil score for Liverpool. Same kind of score.
0: Yeah, uh, and I
2: Yeah, you yeah, go ahead. No, no, And I feel like uh, Mane would score in this match, or like he would have a goal involvement in this match. I think it's my. Thing. Uh,
0: I I uh, completely agree to you. I don't have anything uh, much to add to this. I also see this as a score line of three 0 to Liverpool. Against Burnley, that has been the traditional score of them against Burnley for the past few seasons. I don't see anything changing. I don't see, especially Burnley scoring as well in this. particular we have match. lost.
2: I guess we have lost. uh Ravajai. Hold on a second. You have lost yeah, one, oh. Yeah,
0: I guess we
2: have.
0: We have lost. It. Anyways, uh, uh, let's continue on. Uh, probably okay. he can again. Okay. Right.
2: Yeah, probably. Talk
0: about it. Uh, Liverpool, Burnley. I do again uh, feel that there will be some sort of involvement in the goals for Salah. Right. Uh, the obvious question this week for everybody is whether to go for captain Salah or captain Bruno. Uh, the only differentiating factor in this would be that Liverpool are playing at home. If that is a factor, because SGC uh, wise, I mean, Burnley and Southampton are pretty much the same. Right. So, it's, it could be a coin toss. Both of them take penalties. There's nothing to divide in that. Uh, it's just that it's Liverpool's first match this season at home and Anfield will be absolutely buzzing. It's one of the mm. noisiest stadiums in England right? and the crowd really mm. gets behind the pool. So, I, yeah, I see Liverpool winning this comfortably. Uh, moving on, uh, the next fixture is Aston Villa against Newcastle. So, I will take this first. I think uh, there will be improvement for Villa against Newcastle, right? Uh, I would go with the score line of two goals to one in favor of Villa. I don't see Villa keeping a clean sheet, to be honest, which is why I'm worried about a certain player in my team. Uh, Newcastle attack-wise is really good. And uh, especially I think Willock will be added yeah. onto that attack. Yeah. So uh, they really will be good. Uh, Douglas Lewis Lou, uh, coming back into the midfield for Aspen Villa would be a huge boost for them. So I see them showing up their uh, act a bit more, right? Uh, I do see if Watkins starts, I do see that uh, he be involved in this match particularly, I mean, from a goal-scoring or an assisting point of view. What do you
2: feel, Anjan? I, I feel uh, it will be a similar kind of score than what you suggested. I feel Aston Villa winning it to be a 2-1. Or it might or it might turn out to be a draw. 2-2 kind of draw or like 1-1 kind of draw. Absolutely plausible, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Anyways.
0: Moving on, uh, the next match is Crystal Palace against Brentford. Uh, I do think that this is actually a very tricky match to call, to be honest. Uh, Initially, my reaction was Brentford would win this. But I can just as easily see Palace winning this. Uh, I can see both of them scoring, to be very honest. I don't think any of them will be keeping a clean sheet. Because although uh, Brentford kept a clean sheet against Arsenal, they did concede the highest number of shots. I think Palace would be starting with Benteke and not going ahead I mean, how after the substitution they kind of look better, so Benteke will be starting. I do see uh, Benteke being involved in goal scoring, uh, there will be a goal involvement for him. I think uh, the score line uh, for Palace, I would tip them to win 2 1. 2 1 seems my favorite score line, I predict that a lot. So, sorry guys, anybody who feels that is repetitive, uh, that does happen. And then what do you feel? Uh, how do you see this match going forward? Crystal Palace versus Brentford.
2: I feel I feel like it would be a one-one score A draw. Because there was no yeah. I feel like it will be a draw, one one draw.
0: Why? Because there was no draw in Game Week one.
2: Not because of that, but I feel both of them are kind of uh, similar kind of a team. <laughs> okay.
0: Moving on, Ronja, we are covering the fixture. We are right now at Leeds and Everton. What is your prediction for that particular match?
2: I
1: think it's going to be goal scoring. Uh, I fancy DCL to score 2-2 for me. 2-2 draw? Uh, from, yeah, 2-2 draw. From Leeds, I expect Rafinha to uh, finally get on the points at least an assist or a goal, a 2-2 or a Leeds win, but I would say 2-2. How do
0: you feel generally
2: if
0: if you can uh, cover that quickly for us? um, uh, Sorry, I couldn't get your question. I said, how do you think Leeds played uh, last match? I mean, if you can cover that quickly for us? Uh,
1: they, They... Leeds played the way we expect Leeds to play. They were attacking um, they, you you could see that Rafinha tried a lot of things which did not turn up uh, on that day. On that day, uh, United have a good defense. They have a good team at this moment. And uh, <clears throat> if Pogba and Bruno would have not been there, we do not know what the scoreline would have been. United just had the extra quality in that game, and that is why they managed to beat uh, Leeds convincingly. Uh, I, do, I I will not say that Leeds were poor or something. Uh, they did not. Uh, maybe it was the first game of the season. And that is why they could not, uh, you know, give it their 100%. But if you remember, even last se- last season, uh, the first game of the uh, season, uh, Leeds had considered four against Liverpool. They had also scored three, but they had considered four. So, Leeds, Leeds are just being Leeds. Uh, and I do expect good things from Leeds going forward. Uh, being a Man United fan, I could not say this, but uh, I actually like Leeds. Uh, the way they play under Bielsa. So That's enough. That's enough. Anjan, your scoreline for Leeds-Leverton.
2: It's a Leeds
0: 2-1. I also generally see this match as a goal-scoring match. Uh, I would uh, probably also go with a 2-1 scoreline for Leeds. I-, I can see it being 3-1 as well for Leeds. Right? Uh, okay. Moving on, it's the big match for the game week. Man City versus Norwich. I will go first. I cannot see... Norwich scoring if Man City play their first defense, I would go with the score line of 4 0 for Man City in this particular match. How about you, 4. Cool.
1: I think 3 0, uh, with De Bruyne and Sterling definitely on, on, this, uh, on the score sheet. And I'm also expecting one goal from one of the defense, so let's see how it goes. 3 0 for Beautiful. me. I think uh, I f- Ruben Diaz or one of the wing backs. Uh,
2: let's see. Anjan? I feel uh, it would be a comfortable win for City. 4 mm-hmm. 0. Might be 5 nil also. Oh, so.
0: That's a huge goal line
2: 5
0: 0. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have a feast if that happens. Moving on, it's Brighton versus Watford. Two of the teams I'm very excited about. Uh, How do you see this match going, Anjan?
2: I feel like uh, it would be a very cagey kind of match. And I feel uh, Brighton should probably win this match by uh, a 1-0. Or it might turn out to be a draw 1-1 also. Uh, What are your
0: thoughts
1: about this match? Again, I think it's going to be a KG match. I really like Brighton, the way they play. Um, the defence is slightly weak at the moment, so uh, there could be goals uh, in it for Watford. Uh, I would probably say 1-1 kind of a game, KG, but there would definitely be goals. Uh, Saar to be on the score sheet. I also have him, so I'm definitely hoping for him to be on the score sheet.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I uh, don't especially see it as a crazy match. I was gen- genuinely impressed by Watford's attack. I see it to be a game of uh, attack from both ends. I can see it being a scoring draw. I would go up to say uh, might be a bit improbable. I think it would be a 2-2 kind of a draw this particular match. I, uh, I do see goals
1: it. I was thinking I was you eight. were going for 3-3, but I think 2-2 is more probable.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think uh, Dennis uh, really looked good. I think uh, he should be involved.
1: I hear Dennis is in, uh, could be doubtful for this game. Uh, okay. So let's see how it pans out.
0: Oh, how it pans out, okay. definitely. The, if that happens, if he doesn't play, I think it will be impacting. In that case, probably batting to win the match. Moving on, uh, we have the match that I'm most worried about uh, from a pers- personal point of view. Uh, It's Southampton versus Man United. Uh, I would ask the United fan first. How would you think this match will go?
1: I think United should win this quite easily. Uh, I hope United don't uh, concede because that has been one of our problems uh, even in the past. That we concede one silly goal, a couple of silly goals, and then we have to do the comebacks. I really don't want to trouble my heart and just want to relax for the sitting on my sofa and see the game. I expected Warren to win. Uh, Varan did not start the midweek game against uh, Burnley. Um, they played a friendly against Burnley uh, behind the stadiums. Four. Yeah, so he did not start that game. So I'm again not expecting Varane to start this. Uh, I the, the reason I'm very fearful about Southampton in this game, because Southampton likes to play a high press kind of a game. And with Pogba in form, he definitely has the vision to find players both, both uh, Bruno and Greenwood. So, that is the reason I'm expecting good things from United in this game. Uh, probably 4-0, 5-0 uh, kind of score line. Sorry?
0: You see another 9 nil happening?
1: Uh, no, no, no. 9 nils are too improbable. They happens one, They happen once in a lifetime, once in a decade.
2: Uh, Anjan? I feel United would uh, probably win very... Comfortably in this match, they should keep a clean sheet. Also, I would go for a three-nil. Uh,
1: I just hope I, I just hope uh, JWP does not again score against United. He has this bad habit of scoring against United all the time. We we somehow concede a, a free kick just outside the, the penalty box, and he always seems to score against us. I just hope that doesn't happen this time.
0: Even I do. I I won't show. Uh I'm particularly worried about this match. I don't know how to call it. Uh, I do see United winning this comfortably. I think it would be a uh, 3-1 kind of a match. I, I, The one, I think, is because Southampton will be playing at Saint Marys and I think the crowd will have a part to play. I probably think United might concede this match. Moving on, uh, it's Wolves against Wolves' old bosses team, Nuno's team Spurs. How do you see this one panning out, Anjan?
2: I feel like, I feel like Spurs would win by, by 1-0. 1-0. Probably.
1: Okay. Ronja? Uh, if Kane does not play, I think I'll go for a 1-1 draw. But if Kane does play a good amount of 16 minutes, I think Spurs have it in them to make this game. Uh, so, if Kane plays, 2-1 to Spurs. If Kane doesn't, uh, 1-1. Draw okay. Uh,
0: I do see Spurs conceding this match. I would be going with the 2 1 scoreline for Spurs in favor of Spurs. That is, uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> it's Arsenal versus Chelsea.
2: Uh, you I, you
0: yeah, I will take it. Uh, if Aubameyang and Lacazette don't play, I don't see Arsenal scoring. But we have this weird knack of uh, having a very random match against big teams. Exactly. Uh, that is generally usually in the second half of the season. I don't see that happening this time around. I do actually see… I'm actually scared about this match. I think Chelsea will be winning this match by a margin of three goals to nil. Three. I,
1: I will go for a one nil Arsenal win. I actually fancy Arsenal too. Just nick this game, somehow. Just hold on to their, de- hold on to their dear lives and nick this well, game one day. I mean, seriously.
0: Let's ask the Chelsea fan how confident he is.
2: Oh, he should be very uh, confident. Yeah, very much confident. I feel it would be a 2-0 kind of match. Okay. To whom? To Arsenal, I guess? No, no, no. no, no, no. Never. <laughs> I see if uh, Rom starts, I see him
0: being involved in goals. If he is, yeah. I mean in any part, if he is playing 30 minutes and above, I, see, I do see him getting involved in the goals. Especially
1: with, especially with Arsenal's back line being not very physical, oh. uh, Rom does have a very good chance to start scoring for Chelsea again.
0: It's very worrisome, unless Gabriel comes back. Uh, moving on, uh, it's the last match of the game week. It's West Ham versus Leicester. Uh, how do
1: you see this one, Ranujan? I think right. I already covered this. Uh, covered this uh, previously. I see uh, two-two. T- goals two. Goal. uh, Games galore in this game. Uh, in uh, game, uh, sorry, goals galore in this game. I think two-two or th- even three-three. I three. love to see a high-scoring game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, I expect uh, Antonio to be involved. I also expect Kufal to be involved in this game uh, as a either. With an assist or even a goal, most probably an assist. You
0: got it. I think uh, I will take it. Uh, me specifically, I was not that convinced with Leicester. I do see West Ham winning this particular match. I would go ahead with a score line of three goals to one. I don't generally see West Ham eating a clean sheet, but I do see them winning this particular match. I don't know if we have yeah. lost. Anjan or not right.
1: yeah I, I think there's some network issue at our end this evening we seem to be lo- losing each other hopefully in our future pause, this won't be an issue and we can get it resolved yeah but, it. Uh, we got to do what we got to do what we have moving
0: on to our next section which is uh, basically covering our team right so yeah uh, i don't know if uh, i showing
1: on the screen or not, right now? Um, I am not changing my team, so (laughs) it doesn't matter.
0: Can you just say what is the team for you guys? I mean, for you this game week. I mean, read it out for people who are listening on the pop.
1: Sure, sure. So, I'll probably start with Sanchez as my goalkeeper. I only have one, so no, probably, I'm sure. Uh, my back three is going to be Shaw, Arnold, and Simikas. Uh, I see that Robertson has started training again, and Simikas uh, could be gone in a couple of game weeks. Uh, my midfield is Greenwood, Fernandez, and Salah. And the so, spot which I'm confused about it is Eiling, Genie and Sar. Uh, I do Like I said, I do see goals in the Everton versus uh, Leeds game. And probably for that reason, I'm not going for Iling and Dini at this moment. I ha- currently have Sar. Um, one of the biggest reasons I I have Sar is uh, he's on penalties and Brighton up this habit of giving away silly penalties sometimes. So Saar, at this moment in my team, uh, let's see if I finally go with Saar or not. In terms of captaincy, I have chosen Bruno this week. Uh, because of the reasons like I told, I I do I see that Southampton. Well. I do see that Southampton will play a high line, and I think Bruno's yeah. going to do well this, this game week. I, mean, I, there
0: yeah, I don't think there's much in it. Um, as we were covering, and once you had got disconnected, I think hmm. there there isn't much in it. We have lost Anjan. Anyways, I do have his team. I will read out his team. Uh, he's playing a three-five-two formation with his goalkeeper being Sanchez. He has Trent, Shaw and Semikas in Depend. Uh, in the pool, he has Benrama, Fernandez, Salah, Barnes and Kai. Kai Havertz. Up front, he has Wilson and Antonio. Uh, what he had told me... Uh, as he's communicating with me that uh, Kai is dropping in price tonight and probably he's looking to move on Kai either for Greenwood or Relish, which is not yet decided. Right? Uh, moving on to my team. Let's get into that. I I am also playing a 3-5-2 formation. Uh, my goalkeeper is Sanchez. My defense is Shaw, Fent and Matt Target. In midfield, I have Benrama, Mares. Abhi Bound, Sadio Mane and Mo Salah. Up front, I have even Tony and Antonio. Uh, and I, now, I have a lot of doubts. I mean, I, I am really, really torn. And I would... Uh, Ramiji, actually, I love your opinion on it. Uh, do you... I mean, I don't feel that it's wise to go without a United asset in this particular game week. But uh, then again, I am looking at Mane... Probably, which was my initial plan to switch him to Bruno. Uh, Mane does have a home match against Burnley and he has a knack of scoring against Burnley. I'm really, I'm I'm not impressed by Harvey Banz. So, he is someone I'm looking to move on and probably I would like to go for Greenwood. But I don't have the funds for that to hope that I will have to downgrade target to somebody. And that will be for a minus point four here, minus four hit. So, do you think that that is like something that I should go for because
2: I'm like in torn in that thing?
1: I don't think so because you would have taken Barnes for a particular reason. He did pretty well before the start of the game, uh, first game week. So, mm-hmm. give, I think it should be fair to give him one more chance. And uh, Barnes I is playing against. Uh,
0: Sorry. Barring
1: Shaw, no United asset in my team. Yeah, I I know, but uh, Barnes is not a bad option, and Barnes will particularly be playing against a, a team who do concede, and you can uh, you can bet that Barnes does have some role to play in that. Even if you transfer Barnes to Greenwood at this moment, you have to take a hit of minus four, like you said, and for that you need Greenwood to score maybe a couple of goals. Uh, to make up for yes,
0: that point. Uh, plus, I don't see any. I mean, if I am downgrading target to a four and a half defender, I at this point at least I don't see any standout four and a half million defender that has stood out for me that I can actually obviously opt for.
1: I think I think Ben White is definitely one in my
0: uh, you know one I mean, considering. He's already on my bench, so I already do have Ben White in my team. Oh, okay. So he's okay. Not somebody I can go for. So it has to be somebody. So
1: it's better to wait for this game week, play with your team and, you know, take a call next year. I, I, I think that at, le- at least I would do that. It's a chance again, uh, but not having Bruno Fernandes is the bigger risk. So, if, if you're not bringing him in, I don't think we should consider other transfers. Do you think uh, I should
0: bring him in uh, even if I'm not captaining him? I don't see that. No,
1: of... I don't think so. I don't think so because the reason being, uh, we should. I always believe that uh, if a player is playing at home, and since you've gone with Mane who is at home to Burnley, you should definitely st- stick with him at least uh, for two to three game weeks. Uh, I think you should give uh, Mane a chance against Burnley, who do like to concede against the big teams. Mm-hmm. And let's
2: see how it goes for you.
0: let mm, see a lot of pondering before the deadline on Saturday. Otherwise, I would really need a big coach for that United game. To hide behind. Anyways, uh, that's it from us guys. Uh, for this game week, I hope you guys have been helped by whatever little we have to offer. Uh, if you liked our content, please do like and subscribe. It means a lot to us. I mean, you liking our video gets us highlighted on YouTube and other people can actually also see our pod. We're just starting out. And I can assure you, uh, there wouldn't be so much technical fall as we have faced now. Uh, Going forward, definitely that's something that we are working on, right? Uh, People who have scored centuries, well done. Guys, amazing start. Uh, Build on it. People who have not, don't get disheartened. I have also got a century score. Let's hope our arrows are clean. Anything else to add on there? Otherwise, we'll wrap up.
2: Yeah, we have
1: backbenchers for a reason. I think backbenchers always have to improve and this technical issue is definitely one of them. And and as we do more episodes, I'm I'm sure uh, we're going to give you more meaningful stats, cover more meaningful uh, items. And also, hopefully, what we say, like Shobhna said, makes sense and it helps you in the game week and it helps us in the game week. And uh, yeah, meet you next week with hopefully one more century.
0: Absolutely. Goodbye, guys. Have a nice day. Goodbye, guys.